Hi, or welcome to Nostalgia FC podcast. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> I am single. I did get drunk. I did buy Tinder Prime and I fully regretted it. But yeah, here we go. <laughs> Little Messi drove my nana to drink. Yeah, he sells Hot Wheels out of his jacket. <laughs> I'd like to think that he knew that John Terry was a huge Saturdays fan. And like Campbell's Soup is a, is, a, is a big deal. Pele is Jay from In Between Us. Luigi, don't quit your day job, mate. Who do you think is more handsome? Xavi Alonso. Pirlo. If you say it, say it with chest. <laughs> Sorry, you just asked the guest. <laughs> do you want to go to the toilet? You ever seen a baby pigeon? Uh, he's, he was good mates with Pablo Escobar, from what oh. I read. <laughs> Mara who? Sorry? You're a pair of twats, you know that. <laughs> Welcome to the Nostalgia FC podcast, <laughs> latest versus greatest, Danish edition. That's right. So, um, as you can all tell from my butchery of the Danish language this week, uh, we're taking on Denmark as they are semi-finalists, or at this point, they may well have won the whole thing. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> imagine, uh, they, imagine the scenes. At time of uh, recording, they were semi-finalists. Um, so they may well have lost to England. They may well have just gone on to win the final. They may have lost the final. Who knows what's just happened? You do, because you're, you're already aware of it. But now... What we do know is me and Drew are probably supporting Denmark because they beat us and we want to lose to the winners. Yes, and absolutely not because they're playing England next. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's for the first reason. For the first reason, <laughs> First reason only. So... As you, I'm sure you're aware by this point, if you're not, uh, this is the latest versus greatest miniseries where we take the latest edition of the Denmark team, being at time recording the team that beat Czech Republic 2-1 in the quarterfinals. And we compare them with the greatest ever European championship version of Denmark, which in this instance is the 1992 victorious winners of Euro 92 Danish team. So... Those of you that listen to the German episode will know that we did some frantic Googling during that episode. And guess what's going to happen today? It's, it's the same. What's going to say? Is it different? No, it's the same. Uh, so, ironically, they actually played Germany in the final of this game as well. <laughs> um, so before we actually get onto this, we need to address the, uh, the Danish thing in the room. So obviously, uh, Denmark themselves... It sounded like you were in a room with someone who's Danish. <laughs> Which is really rude to them. So Denmark in 1992 didn't even qualify for the Euros. They were invited into the European Championship after Yugoslavia were booted out for being sketchy men. So now they are famous for being the ultimate underdogs, even usurping Greece as the ultimate underdogs, going into the tournament they didn't even qualify for and win the whole thing. Yeah. Oh damn! So let's get straight in by comparing. Let's get straight in by going to centre back. I reckon. Going to centre. I reckon we use. I reckon we go for the goalkeeper last. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, okay, okay. Just for obvious reasons, and I feel like everyone listening is going to know why. Yeah. All right. We'll build that up. We'll build up the tension. People that don't know can figure it out as we go. <laughs> so, so we've got. Andreas Christiansen of Chelsea versus Lars Olsen, who was the captain of the team at the time, made 84 appearances for Denmark, uh, played predominantly in Denmark, although he did move across to Turkey at one point during his career and also into Switzerland. Uh, he obviously was the winner of 1992. He was the captain. 
Uh, he won Danish Player of the Year multiple times. And, yeah, so obviously a very, very good player. I, I'm tempted to go with Christensen because I think he's a very good player. <laughs> and I don't know Lars Olsen that well. No, I agree. I think I'm going to go for Christensen as well. The only thing I will say about Lars Olsen is he was captain of the Danish team in 69 games, which is a great number. <laughs> I feel like you keep bringing up the number 69, George. Why don't you tell the listeners why? Well, I really think, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Christensen. I think he's a good player. Watching him against Wales as well, he was very, very yeah, good. Yeah, and that absolute world he scored against Russia. Yeah. Yeah, love it. All right, yeah, Christensen, great player. He goes in. So next up... A player who played for Liverpool. Oh, I didn't know that. So we got Simon Kier of AC Milan. Who, regardless of what this other guy is doing, is going in the team. Uh, versus <laughs> Torben Picnic. I'm going to call him Torben Picnic because it's easier. Uh, so Torben Picnic played 17 times for Liverpool, uh, but only played 15 times for Denmark. Yeah, it's it's and uh... seven of those games were in one tournament. So fair play to the guy; <laughs> that's pretty successful. But yeah, um, for even outside of football reasons, Simon Kier has to go in for everything. Yeah, everything. Been, been an absolute great defender for Denmark in this tournament, uh, being a captain, and also for his actions that may have saved or played a big part in saving Christian Eriksen's life. So. Not even, not even just that as well, because he he did the CPR, didn't he? He created yeah. the wall, wall of, players. of players to shield it from the cameras, which and why they didn't turn the cameras off, yeah. I don't know. And, and then went and consoled his wife, his wife yeah. which is just, that's just for personal reasons, not football reasons. He has got to be one of the best people on the planet. Yeah, I like, agree. And, and just one of those things where you have to take football aside and just think about the actual, like, the level of responsibility that that man feels for his teammates it's just incredible to be able to do all that for one guy and just yeah mm. so Simon Kier no questions straight in the team sorry picnic but uh <laughs> you didn't do any of that so a few sandwiches short so <laughs> we're getting on to uh apologies to any Danish listeners I'm not trying to offend you with my pronunciation <laughs> to the name here uh we're going for Yannick Vestergaard the giant man from playing mm-hmm. for Southampton versus Kent Nielsen. So Kent Nielsen played 54 times for Denmark, played for Bronshoy, Bronby, and Aston Villa. Ooh. Uh, so are you going to try and mention that last name? That you uh, played also played for AGF. <laughs> have you have you <laughs> if you press on it, look at the name. Played for our house. Gymnastic Foreigning. That's pretty good. I've pretty much Danish. I mean, his his only honour was the Euros. Yeah. Although I don't think... Does Vestergaard have any honour? The more I look about this team, how the heck did they win? <laughs> yeah. What are the other teams doing in this tournament? How do they win? <laughs> true, true underdog story. I mean, I'm tempted to go for Vestergaard just because I actually really like him. He's actually appeared in a team on Nostalgia before. He has. Yeah, I'm going to go with Vestergaard. Yeah. 
is huge, huge. Oh, no, 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 no. We're putting Nielsen in. Nielsen played four of the five games at your United team, including the final, where he most famously cleared the ball off the goal line with a bicycle kick, avoiding a goal from Carl Heinz Riedler. So he cleared the ball off the line with a bicycle kick in the final of the tournament. So, yeah, all of our talk of uh, Westergaard out the window because big old Kent Nielsen may or may not also be a hockey player. (laughs) <laughs> did an unreal overhead kick clearance off the line just before Denmark scored their second goal. Yeah. Could have been yeah. the turning point of the game, so Kent Nielsen saved it. So he pretty much single-handedly won the tournament. So <laughs> Kent, Kent Nielsen goes in. Kent Nielsen. I do want to find out if he's, he's the son of the manager. Though. <laughs> so yeah, Kent Nielsen goes in. Oh, next one would be interesting. Yeah, go on. Not that interesting because you don't know him, but... So, at right wing back, we have John Striegel Larson for the current it. team, who actually has been very good this tournament, mm-hmm. versus John Sieverbake. Now, John Sieverbake was one time formerly of Manchester United. United. Yeah. Played 87 times for the national team when 19. They obviously won your night too. Yeah. Played for United, played for Monaco, 87 appearances. Played for St. Etienne, Pescara, Vegele, Bold Club. <laughs> and also played for AGF. 87 appearances, one goal. I've never heard of AGF. Yeah, I don't know. And then Striga Larson. Has made forty appearances for Denmark, and has a like an average career. So I'm going to go for <laughs> Big John Sieverbeek. John Sieverbeek, whoever yeah, you are, I'll go, I'll go with that as well. Again, apologies, listeners. We don't know who that is either. <laughs> We're clutching at straws with this one. I think a little bit. All right, next one. We've got Johan Myler, mm-hmm. one of the, the breakout stars of this tournament, Atalanta fullback, although he does play right fullback for them. He's been playing left wing back for Denmark. Scored against Wales. An outrageous outside of the boot assist for Kasper Dolberg on, against Czech Republic. Literally one yeah. of the, my favourite assists I've seen for a long time. Such a beautiful little dink with the outside of the boot. Versus a man by the name of Kim Christopher Christopher. Uh Kim Christopher, according to the, his Wikipedia, says his te- his technique allowed him to allowed him a nonchalant playing style. So basically, basically meaning he was lazy. Yeah, didn't care. So he's out. Yeah, he's out. And also he's another one of the players that has appearances question mark for one of the teams he played for. Oh, so no one really cared. Nope. So he didn't care <laughs> and that's the day. Yeah, I'll go with Myler. Yeah. To be fair, he only made 19 appearances for Denmark, so uh, he wasn't really a, a big star of the Danish team. But Joachim Going Myler, right back to how the fuck did this team beat Germany? I have no, no idea. Not yeah. even just beat Germany, just like... <laughs> oh. So, yeah, Joachim Myler makes it in. One of the breakout stars of 
this tournament, I think actually one of the players of the tournament so far, I think he's been absolutely excellent in every game he's played against Wales. He absolutely bossed it. Wales played very poorly, but he was very, very good in that game. So next up is another contender for player of the tournament, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg of mm. Tottenham Hotspur versus John Jensen. John Jensen played for Arsenal 99 times, played for Denmark 69 times. <laughs> Why is it with all these players getting 69 caps for their countries? <laughs> uh, he scored three times for Denmark. He only scored four goals for Denmark. He scored the opening goal in Denmark's 2-0 victory over Germany in the final of Euro 1992. Yeah, I feel like if he scored in the final, you feel like you should put him in, but Hoiberg's been so good. Yeah, Hoiberg has so been good so good. Com- so combative, I've, I've put him in. doesn't give a shit, breaks people's legs, mm. breaks his own leg, he'll carry on, he doesn't care. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I agree. Huey Baird yeah, goes in. All right, next up, another goal scorer from recent times, Thomas Delaney. Doesn't really sound very Danish, but there no, we go. I keep thinking of Tom Daly as well. But <laughs> Tom Daly. <laughs> this is Kim Vilfort. Kim Vilfort scored the second goal in the Euro 92 final. 77 caps for Denmark, 14 appearances, 17 years. In goals. What did I say? Appearances. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 14 goals. So, basically... Wow. What? We're going to have to put... Vilfort's going in the team. Scotty. Is it for his chin? No. Well, oh. you're going to feel bad now. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Vilfort played four of the five matches in the competition of Euro 92. Bear in mind, he scored in the final to win them the tournament. Yeah. He had to leave training camp to visit his leukemia-stricken seven-year-old daughter, whose condition was deteriorating, thus missing the group stage decider against France, which they won. He was twice sent home, to, sent by his family to rejoin the teammates in time to play and appeared in the semi-finals against the Netherlands, scoring in the penalty shootout, and again in the final against Germany, scoring the second and winning goal. His daughter died shortly after the tournament. How sad is that? Oh my god. Oh man. What a hero though. Coming like fair like play. Most, most people wouldn't play, surely. Yeah, and like it appears that he didn't want to play, but his family were like, no, go play. And he, he scored the winner. So yeah. That, that's story written. Yeah. Couldn't write that, could you? Fair play. Oh, yeah, no, so he's he's going straight in. Kim Vilfor, straight in. Legend. Go on, Kim. There you go. All right, so let's move away from that one because that's a very sad story, but a, a very uplifting story that he he could be there for his daughter as well as his whole country. So good on you, good on you, pal. All right, so next up we have Darmsgaard, who has been playing very well. Darmsgaard of Sampdoria, yeah, the golden boy of Danish football. This is Henrik Larsson, and before you ask, no, not that one. <laughs> His nickname was Store Larson, which means Big Larson. Uh, he played, well, he was on loan at Aston Villa, played no games. 39 appearances for Denmark, five goals. Uh, he managed potentially the worst international team in the world for three years, the Faroe Islands. <laughs> <laughs> but he was joint top scorer at UEFA Euro 92. 
Yeah. I really like Damsgaard. <laughs> I also really like Damsgaard. I really like Damsgaard. I think he's a really good player. And he's gonna be he's gonna be snapped snatched up by someone, I think. Yeah. Um but I think if you're talking about if you, if you joint top goal scorer though, it's like because yeah. you're talking about that competition, we're not talking about who's the better player. Yeah, scored um, he scored his penalty in the, the uh, semi final penalty shootout victory versus the Netherlands. Uh and scored three goals in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, no. Mm-hmm. He scored both goals in the game against the Netherlands and then scored his own penalty. So he pretty much got them through the semi-final single-handedly. Nice. Big, big Larson. Yeah, let's go Henrik Larson. No, yeah. not that one. No, not that one. <laughs> he even says on his Wikipedia page, for the Danish politician, see Henrik Sars Larson, and for the Swedish footballer, see Henrik Larson. Big Larson. Let's just call him Big. Yeah, no, let's not so, do that. Let's not do that. Big Larson goes in ahead of little Darmsgaard. <laughs> Darmsgaard is class, and I do think, like you said, he's going to get snapped up. He's absolutely amazing, but I don't think you can really compare him to Stor Larson when he was the top goal scorer. Now, the next up, we have one of the most talented players of a generation versus one who's not so much. So you've got Martin Braithwaite, Barcelona legend, Barcelona number nine through some strange turn of events versus Brian Laudrup. Brian Laudrup, who, just to put in, into context for you, played for Bayern Munich, Fiorentina, AC Milan, Rangers, Chelsea, Ajax, Copenhagen, amongst others. It's a good resume, though. He's not bad. Uh, he's won... <laughs> it's not been an appearance in this yet, but here we go. In <laughs> no, no, alongside his brother Michael, he was named as one of the top 125 great <laughs> footballers by Pele. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Sorry, Braithwaite, mate. I wanted to find any reason not to put you in the side, and we have just found it. Yeah. So sorry, Braithwaite, you're not in Suck the side. It. <laughs> Braithwaite is a he's an enigma. Like, what is going on with that? Well, he's like, he, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but like, why is he at Barca? To another story, it's mad, right? So he was playing for for Leganes when oh. Barcelona's strikers all got injured. So La Liga allowed Barcelona to sign him on an emergency transfer, but then didn't let Leganes sign a replacement, and Leganes got relegated. Jesus. So basically, the biggest con of a transfer you've ever heard in your life where La Liga just went, Yeah, we want Barcelona to be good, so we're going to let you sign a striker, but we're not going to let the team that you sign in from sign a replacement, <laughs> who then subsequently got relegated because of that not having a striker. That's ridiculous. So he played for Toulouse, Middlesbrough, <laughs> Bordeaux, Leganes. And they signed permanently for Leganes, where he scored six goals in 24 games. And then Barcelona snapped him up. And then since then, he's scored a cool three goals in 40 appearances. 40? Yeah, 40 appearances for Barcelona, three goals. For a striker? Oh, yeah, he's a striker. And then when Luis Suarez left for Atletico, Braithwaite demanded the number nine. A legendary number for one of the most legendary football teams in the world. And it's held by Martin Braithwaite, formerly of Middlesbrough. Yeah, but... I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm going to blame for whoever gave it to him. 
I could go and demand the Barcelona number nine. They're not going to give it me. Yeah. Who <laughs> who was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's going to set set more off shirts. That. <laughs> They're trying to hit the, the Danish contingency of Barcelona fans. Right. Lord Drop, you're in. <laughs> yeah. Brian Laudrup. Um, Laudrup. Laudrup. One of the Laudrup, yeah, Laudrup brothers, both incredible players in their own right. But Brian, uh, the. Was in Pele's top 120. So, yeah, Brian Laudrup, 82 appearances, 21 goals for Denmark. Uh, the younger of the two Laudrup brothers, he was born in Austria, but we'll ignore that. <laughs> Did score a single goal in the Euros '92, but uh, was widely regarded as one of the best players of the tournament. So he has to go in. Has to go in. One of the best Danish football players of all time. So two more choices. So choice number one is the striker. So you have Kasper Dolberg versus Fleming Poulsen. Poulsen. Dolberg for me. There's a V in his name. I don't understand it. Povelson. Povelson. I think I think it's it's Dolberg for me. Bearing in mind this guy was a striker, and I think he only scored in the penalty shootout against Netherlands. Yes. True. Um, and Dolberg. I scored four off the bench, pretty yeah, much, and so good. Yeah. Yeah. He has been playing very well. I remember Casper Dolberg. I sign, I always sign him on like FIFA 18 when he was like 18, hmm. when he was playing Ajax. Like great young player coming through, and then he's sort of gone off the boil in his club career. Signed for Nice, played for Patrick Vieira for a bit, which makes me think that now Patrick Vieira is now Crystal Palace manager. That Casper <laughs> Dolberg will be on his way to Selhurst Park to bang in some goals from uh, Imagine Wilfred Zaha. But yeah, I think um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Paulson had a good club career. Played sixty-two times with Denmark, scored twenty-one goals. I guess like if you said, go if you're going off the tournaments because we've We've seen enough of this tournament now that we can do that. Yeah, um, I agree. I'd say Dolberg. I agree. Casper Dolberg goes in. So we've got a goalkeeper versus goalkeeper. Father versus son. Casper versus Peter. Schmeichel like, versus Schmeichel. Like Luke got? Skywalker versus Darth Vader. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, I asked to leave it to the end. I, I think it's obvious, but <laughs> Casper, I think it's right? Peter Schmeichel. Oh, oh. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, so also, like, I, I think he's one of the best players, like, keepers that's ever played. But also, me and Drew, while looking for this overhead kick by um, Nielsen, uh, watched the game against Germany, and I think he's the reason they won. Oh, yeah. He was wearing the most outrageous <laughs> goalkeeper shirt you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> he actually made it into my Euro squad. When yeah. I did the, when we did the Euros episode. He was in my squad. Um, Cash Michael saved a bunch of penalties in that tournament. Absolutely outrageous goalkeeper. There's one where they put the ball up to the back stick towards Jürgen Klinsmann, Jürgen Klinsmann widely regarded as one of the best headers of the ball of all time. And Schmeichel just gets up above him with one hand and catches the ball like he's an like NBA player, just like grips it with one hand and pulls it down. Both of them absolutely solid blokes in their own right. Like they're like, I wouldn't mess with either of them. Jeez, they're scary. No. And I think, to be fair, how often have you seen a goalkeeper whose son is actually a good football player, but then also emulates him and becomes almost as good a goalkeeper as he was. Incredible. I tell you what, I, I will say as well, Kasper Schmeichel is a hell of a player. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> like, him for Leicester. Really good. He does make a few mistakes now and again. Yeah. But you can't blame him for the goal against Finland because obviously all the events prior to the goal, I don't think you can really blame him for making a mistake in that game when he's just seen his mate collapse. 
but I feel like that game shouldn't have been played on that day. No, that was a bit but odd, then but... if you look at where they are now and where they potentially are <laughs> by the time this goes out, um... I, I like to think as well. The reason they've done so well is because they've. It's almost like you you have a reason to play play for anyway, but they've like got an extra reason to play for. Like it's that pride of like they're doing it for him. Yeah. So I feel like the players are really behind that, and it feels almost like obviously Wales were in 2016 were doing it just because together as a team they were really strong, like yeah. they were really good friends stuff like that. But I feel like there's a similar sort of Bond. feel to this Denmark yeah, yeah. side. So. Absolutely. And the thing is as well, that it's sort of overlooked by a lot of pundits who are just saying, oh, they're doing it for Christian Eriksen. They're actually a really good football team. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, very, very good. Pro- I'm not just saying this because it was against Wales. They proved it in that game against Wales. Yeah. Not so much against Czech Republic. Like, they still played well, but I don't think they looked as good. No. And then the comparison with Wales is nice because they also had to beat Russia to get out of the group, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. So Denmark, the Wales of Euro 2021. So yeah, there you go. They're going to do it again. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. So there's Denmark, the ultimate underdogs, uh, a great team of players, and obviously with a with a, a very harrowing story to go with them this time. But they they're turning it in such a positive way and doing it for Christian Eriksen. So yeah, big up Denmark. So let's go yeah, back awesome. to the team. So we've picked Old Schmeichel in goal. <laughs> Peter Schmeichel in net uh, with the back three of Andreas Christensen, Simon Kier and Kent Nielsen for his overhead kick clearance. In midfield, mm-hmm. we've gone for the wing backs of... Ooh, what's his name? John Sieverbeck. We've gone for Joachim Myler. And then in midfield, we've gone for Huyberg. We've gone for Kim Viltfort. We've gone for Henrik Larsson, not that one. And then we've got Brian Laudrup and we've got Kasper Dolberg. Fair what, enough. What a little team. I, <laughs> I don't think they're winning the Euros, although looking I, at the teams, I don't think that the Denmark team of 92 should win the Euros. And I don't think the Denmark team of now <laughs> should really be winning the Euros either, but here we are. Yep, here we are and it could happen. Imagine. Good. It could be. We could be talking about the European champions right now. We're probably not. <laughs> We've probably gone into hiding because England have won it, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to post for about four months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is it. wraps us up for another week. So, tak for the delutadu, which means thank you for listening in Danish. Again, another great lesson in, in international languages from me. Um, next week George is going to do them we're going to go for North Macedonia and George is going to do the whole episode <laughs> so thanks again for listening remember if you want to go check us out on socials you can uh, we have them all so just go find us on any social media you choose under the handle at NostalgiaFCPod we also have an email address that you can contact us on it is NostalgiaFCPod at gmail.com yeah. also whilst you're waiting for the next episode to come out why not go and check out our other episodes, we've done Spain, Italy, France, Germany, Portugal, England, and now Denmark. So we've got a whole list of teams in there. Uh, also, if you're bored, why not go check out our regular feed where we get guests on and get them to describe their favourite ever teams, which we'll be returning to shortly after the Euro ends. So in preparation for that, why not go check out the ones that you haven't listened to yet? So all it remains to say is thanks again for listening. 
See you next time. That was Denmark's latest versus greatest. And what a team it was. And what a team it was. choice that we left father versus son <laughs> this is why we left it yeah casper versus i've forgotten his name peter peter why have i forgotten his name I don't know, michael michael schmeichel or, or pa- 